Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport from Melgus Real Estate. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. The sun is shining, the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Today is going to be a magical episode. Too corny, Tristan? No, I'm okay with it. <laughs> we have with us master illusionist Tristan Christ. The Tristan Christ Magic Theater is right here in Lake Geneva, and his 60-minute show is filled with live comedy, magic, and illusion, and rated Lake Geneva's number one attraction on TripAdvisor. You can find more information on his show, as well as purchase tickets at lakegenevamagic.com. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, I have to say, I've seen your show, and I know what you can do. So I'm a little nervous sitting here with you. I mean, you're not going to cut me in half or anything, are you? No, I promise not to do that. I might make you disappear, though. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll discuss those tricks in a minute, but let's start with the live show. So for people coming to see you, what can they expect? Well, we present a Vegas-style show that's definitely family-friendly, um, but the magic is designed to fool adults, so of course... It's a magic show. Children love it, too. But uh, we're really trying to create a performance that fools the adults in the audience as well. It's not your typical pull a rabbit out of a hat style of magic show. Yeah. And when I was here, it was a Tuesday night and I thought, OK, it's a beautiful summer night. It's the middle of the week. The tourists are gone. You know, kids are back in school. Uh, how many people are going to be here? And of course, I show up and it is packed. So, you know, you do these shows. What's your schedule like? Are they every day or almost every day? Yeah, during the summer months, we've been going seven days a week. Uh, it, actually, just just this week, um, when school went back in Illinois, we did uh, close one night, Thursday night. But we're pretty much seven days a week at this point. Um, I think we've done 50 shows or 50 days in a row without a day off. So we're going strong and we love it. That's inc- And you don't even look tired. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the beauty of magic, right? Yeah. I, and I did see people of all ages here. There were, you know, people coming on dates. There were, there, you know, people of every age, um, starting from kids to elderly people. And everybody enjoyed it just the same. Yeah, we've we've really spent a lot of time designing the show, the performance, and the entire experience with with sort of everyone in mind. We have tricks that are probably more for uh, the older people in the crowd and tricks that are for the younger people. Um, and then big tricks, we make a helicopter appear at the end of the show. So we really think it's something that does appeal to everyone. Um, and, and yeah, I, I love seeing young couples on date night. And then, uh, you know, we'll have anniversaries, older couples celebrating their you know 40th, 50th anniversary. So it's just amazing that what we're doing can really cover so many different age groups. Which there was a couple in the audience uh, um, this past week celebrating their anniversary. I think it was a 40th. I mean, the production of the show is really incredible with the music and the lights and the fog. But I think what really makes your show, in addition to obviously your skills as an illusionist, is your personality. And um, just you can tell that you love doing this. So where does that come from? Where did this all start for you? Great question. <laughs> I do love doing it. Um, I was I was just talking uh, the other night to a fellow magician, and and he asked if I would still, you know, if if I had to do it all over again, would I? And I said yes, a hundred percent yes. Um, 
the the journey to where we are now it has been a lot of work but i i would i would do it all again uh i love what i do and and <laughs> i'm happy to hear it comes across on stage um the journey started for me i grew up in milwaukee wisconsin and i've honestly never really had a a real job um i was interested in performing as a young kid i got involved in community theater in milwaukee um, actually took ballet classes, dance classes with Milwaukee Ballet School as a young six, seven, eight-year-old boy. Uh, I was always, I was the only boy in the classes. It was all these girls and then me. Um, Not but bad for you. Huh? I know. And looking back at it now, like how great was that? <laughs> but uh, because I was the, the only boy when the professional company, the professional Milwaukee Ballet Company needed a young male kid in one of their big storybook ballets, um, professional ballets, I would always get the part. And so I spent a lot of time backstage in in the big theaters that they performed in in Milwaukee uh, as part of the Milwaukee Ballet Company's productions. Um, and that sort of helped, I think, solidify my interest and love of live performance because I got to see all the cool behind the scenes magic that's happening, the the scenery, the lighting, all the, the different props that were used in the productions. Um, so fairly early on, I decided I was going to be interested, uh, you know, I wanted more experience in the technical backstage side of theater. And one of the small uh, theater companies that I had acted in several shows with um, in Milwaukee, is called Milwaukee Youth Theater. They still actually exist today. And they're, it's pretty much run by kids. So I had the opportunity to design the lighting and, and work on the scenery, paint the scenery for a few productions there and really fell in love the, with the backstage side of it. Now, during that time, I was, you know, I got a magic kit and I was performing magic for friends and family. I actually built a theater in the basement of my parents' house um, with, with some bed sheets for curtains and I would put on shows, magic shows. Um, but what I loved was really creating uh, more, more than just the magic. I loved creating this theatrical environment and this theatrical experience. And so really that stuck with me my whole life. And that has always been the goal, not just to be a magician performing magic shows, but to have my own theater and, and build, build a theater that people could come and experience my shows in. Well, so. from the bed sheets to um, this, theater, <laughs> right. you've come a long way. I definitely have. <laughs> and you did talk in your show about your grandfather yes. being an influence. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah, about so I, I tell the story in my show a little bit um, about learning. You know, see, really, my first memory of seeing magic was was my grandfather just showing me a card trick, and I couldn't even th tell you exactly what the trick was. Probably just a, you know, the generic pick a card trick that most people, most kids probably are involved with at some point in their early childhood, <laughs> you know, not necessarily with a magician, but uh, whether it's um, a parent or a grandparent or just a friend, let me show you a card trick. So I remember that. And that was kind of the first like, wow moment for me when it came to magic. And, and I, I really, I wanted to, not only did I want to know how it worked, but I wanted to be able to create that moment over and over and over again. So that probably started it, you know, Hey, <laughs> I'm going to be a magician so I can spend my life creating these very cool, incredible um, experiences and moments of wonder for other people. And I'm sure your grandfather 
be very proud yes. to see what you have done. And um, you sell these magic kits uh, in your lobby at the theater. Right. And so people can purchase them after the show. And so, do you do any teaching with the kids? And because they're so fat, I'm fascinated. Yeah. I'm not a kid by any means, but to watch these kids, just they're in awe of you right. and what you're doing. And they were really running for those magic kids. Right. Do you do anything with? Those so children? I don't. There's nothing um, officially organized as far as as magic classes or magic school. You know that I do. Um, there are a few out there. Uh, We've had kids purchase the magic kit and then come back and just meet me, you know, in the lobby on a, on a random day and, and work through some stuff with them. Um, so we've done that informally. Uh, the way I learned, honestly, was going to the library and checking out magic books and teaching myself. Um, it's, it's the type of career where you can't really go to school for it. There's no real Hogwarts uh, magic school. Uh that I know of. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's the industry is filled with secrets. So really the concept of having someone teach you the secrets is doesn't happen often, if at all. Um, and that's kind of the, the charm of it is you're almost forced to work through and figure things out on your own. Listen, it's just the two of us. Can you share some of the secrets with me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Rule number one of the magician's code. I tried. You did try. That was good. Um, it, but the, the process of figuring out magic and not just, you know, as a kid learning a card trick, but even now as a professional putting something new in the show, I'll spend months researching something, getting it built, and then even more time rehearsing it and depending how uh, involved it is it might not actually make it on stage for over a year you know from when we start working on it so um, that process is something the general public doesn't necessarily see but it's a very important part of what we what we do behind the scenes I that's extraordinary that it takes that much time to perfect yeah. a, a trick and and do you change the show up we, because it sounds like just from reading some of the reviews online and we'll talk about those in a minute that um, you have a lot of people that come back that's correct once yes we uh, I've been amazed actually how many people will talk to me after the performances and say this is our third fourth or fifth time seeing your show and we keep bringing people every time someone comes you know the locals have embraced it if someone comes to visit a local lake geneva resident they'll bring them to our show over and over again as they have different people come and visit um but yeah it's it's probably uh, the the process of creating tricks and creating new tricks is something that most people don't realize how much time it takes everyone thinks you know what do you do in the off season when you only have one or two shows a week um, we're, we're usually here still seven days a week working on new magic uh, because it is it is very involved. It's not something that's easy. Um, so, yeah. And what brought you to we're so lucky to have you here in Lake Geneva. What brought you here? And can you talk a little bit about your space before you built this theater? Yeah. And where were you before that? Definitely. Even? So going back to my history a little bit, I, I grew up in Milwaukee and then I went to college in Stevens Point. Uh, and and got a degree, a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in theater technology and design. So the backstage sides of theater, the primarily lighting design. Um, 
that I got that degree because I couldn't go get a degree as a magician. You know, I, I knew at the time I was I was going to be a professional magician and continue down that path. Uh, and I paid my way through college performing magic shows. Um, but immediately after I got out of college, I was hired at Circus World in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And Circus World is the home of the Ringling Brothers Circus. They actually have a number of original historic buildings that were used by the Ringling Brothers to house the circus during the winter months. And uh, Circus World during the summer has amazing live performances, live shows, not only a circus performance, but also other uh, different variety shows, magic shows, things like that. So I was hired for one summer season directly out of college. And that one season actually turned into 10 years of working at Circus World. And that was uh, not only a great experience for me uh, because I was able to sort of develop and hone my craft and, and become a better magician, um, but also a great experience because I met a lot of friends who I still keep in touch with in, in the circus industry. And after 10 years, we, uh, you know, mutually parted ways. Circus, the management there knew the dream was to always own my own place, my own venue. And so we, we agreed that the time was right. And um, even before I signed my contract for my last season at Circus World, I started looking for the next step, the next location. And a lot of research, a lot of looking at various tourist communities, um, tourist attractions, tourist areas, I landed, found I found, I found the best one. <laughs> and it really wasn't on my radar at first, but uh, a few of the the people who have assisted me in the shows, Shannon, who's still with me, um, and one of my other assistants, Nancy, who was with me for 10 years, and actually, came, when we started the theater here in Lake Geneva, was, was with me as part of that process. Um, both of them had, uh, Shannon had grown up in Wonder Lake, Wisconsin, or Illinois, I'm sorry. She's phenomenal, by yeah, the way. Yeah, she is, isn't she? <laughs> um, she, I, I met her, she was skiing for the Tommy Bartlett show up in the Wisconsin Dells, water skiing. So she grew up in the area and had actually worked at a couple of the resorts when she was growing up. And uh, then Nancy, who was uh, with me for 10 years, also grew up or didn't grow up. I'm sorry. She grew up in California, but she had lived in Delavan for a number of years. Uh, so the two of them kind of pushed me to look seriously at Lake Geneva and probably a year and a half before we opened, I came down to Lake Geneva during the summer. Uh, our shows at Circus World were done for the day. So quickly drove down here and just walked down downtown, walked the streets, kind of got a feel for the place and was amazed by the number of people, <laughs> you know, uh, not only on the lake, but and downtown. everybody's in a good mood here. Do and, you ever notice that? Like the locals like us, we're so happy to be here. And then everybody else is on vacation. So they're in a good mood. Everybody's nice here. Absolutely. It, it just felt right from day number one. And I did a lot more research after that first experience. Um, we had people on the streets serve it, putting out surveys, you know, if there was a live show in Lake Geneva at nighttime, not even a magic show, would you go, would you be interested in going and met with the, the chamber of commerce um, and different, some several city officials just to sort of feel out how 
the locals and how the the uh, current people in charge would sort of react to to this. I, I mean, I'll admit it. The concept of a magic theater, I'm sure, made a lot of people when we first moved to town um, sort of raise their eyebrows and, and wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> well, it has to be good. <laughs> right. You are. Right. Thank you. So here we are four years later. So you were in a smaller venue before this yes. for how many years? Yes. So we opened, uh, our first shows were in December of 2015. And I guess we were in that venue for about three and a half years, um, three full summers. And it was amazing. You know, I came to Lake Geneva thinking I was going to build a maybe a hundred seat venue, still small and intimate, but not nearly as small and intimate as our first space ended up being. And it just turned out the space that was available and the space that made sense and the space I could afford that was downtown. Um, the first theater, it turned into a 50 seat, you know, a very, very, very small and intimate venue. And we embraced the challenge and called it the biggest, you know, illusion show you're going to see up close. So magic up close and personal. And everyone loved that. And I mean, I guarantee you're never going to see a helicopter appear that close. Uh, and that's just it, because when I see magicians on TV, I think, oh, well, who knows what they're doing? It's TV. Right but here. You know, I'm, I'm watching. I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm so close, you know, to the yeah. stage, as is every seat in the house is a good house, a good seat here. And you still can't figure it out. I mean, we're so close to you and, and it just, it blows my mind, you know, yeah. what you do and how you, it's right before our very eyes and we can't figure it out. Right. Exactly. So when we built the, um, the new theater, it was very important to keep that intimacy and that up close feel. And I, I think we've been able to accomplish that. Everyone who saw the show at the old space and has seen the show at the new space say, you know, this is amazing. You took what you did there and built on it and, and it's even better now. So and how I'm many seats are there in the new? That. Uh, we have 155 permanent theater seats and then our front section has been designed so we can, it's our, our handicap section. We can put cabaret tables um, there. And so I think our total number is like 171 people that can see the show at once here. And how do most people find out about you? I mean, obviously you have the website, right? Um, and you have big billboards. Right. Uh, do, do the resorts hand out information about you? I mean, yeah, you're we, packing the house every night. How are people? Knowing? We uh, well, it's honestly it started with the great reviews um, that our audiences left us. I mean, within six months, we were the number one attraction thing to do on TripAdvisor. And I believe that just sort of uh, made everything a little easier, <laughs> you know, um, because when you're the thing to do in, in town, it, everybody it, wants, everyone to wants it. to go see it. Well, the reviews, I mean, you yeah. have on TripAdvisor, I think you have like 750 yeah. and over 500 on Facebook. And every one of them gives you like, you know, the highest, highest review. I was kind right. of looking, you know, every now and then you get somebody trying to be funny, giving a negative review. And I couldn't find anybody who said right. one negative thing. I mean, yeah. your reviews are unbelievable. So it, it's a credit to, um, to the people I work with and, and just the consistency we we have been able to consistently put out a good product seven days a week, year you know all summer long, and and being open year round. 
I think that's that's the major advantage I have is it's a very small group of people working together to put this this thing together. And what makes a good audience for you? A good audience. Well, I mean, I guess every audience <laughs> is a good audience, but do um, you have any more memorable audience? No, definitely. Uh, it's very interesting because we never know. We know how many people book tickets in advance, obviously, but we never know what the audience is going to the makeup of the audience is going to be. And so some audiences are definitely an older crowd and some audiences are a younger crowd. Um, sometimes we'll just have that one person in the audience who loves to laugh <laughs> or you know, has a, a very obvious laugh that gets the rest of the audience going. Um, so I, I honestly never know what I'm going to get, which makes it fun for me. And we've, we've had everything. And sometimes the the audiences that are the most quiet, like they're not necessarily laughing out loud or clapping a, a ton and making a ton of noise. After the show, those are the audiences that will spend the most time talking to me and telling me how much they enjoyed the show. And then they say, sorry, we weren't clapping, but we were so amazed that, you know, our mouths were open and we didn't think to clap. <laughs> It's interesting that you say that because I brought my friend Laura with me and she has never been to a live magic show before. And she said that she said, I bet people who are experiencing this, especially this up close for the first time, they're kind of quiet because they're just in awe, just taking it all in, trying to figure it out and just enjoying it so much that it's almost like they don't have time to react. Right. So it's interesting that you say that. It's funny how many people have never been to a live magic show. So they've seen magic on TV or maybe on YouTube or a funny video that's shared on Facebook maybe, but uh, to actually go to a live show is an entirely different experience. And honestly, it was, it was going back to an earlier question you had one of the reasons we chose Lake Geneva because lots of people, friends, family, just people I brought it up to said, why Lake Geneva? That doesn't make any sense. And, um, when I looked at Lake Geneva and there were a few, uh, well, at the time, I think dancing horses in, in Delavan was the only really live, you know, like Vegas style show and they do an amazing job. Um, and obviously, you know, their show is with the horses and some circus acts and it is different from what we're doing. And so I think we complement each other very well, but at the time, you know, it was that there was a zip line or two and obviously the the boats on the lake. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, if these people are making it and are successful, but they're really it's not like the Wisconsin Dells or Branson or even Vegas, where there's tons of shows and tons of things to do. And so when we did the surveys and, and talked to the chamber and other local people, they said, no, Lake Geneva needs something for families, especially at night, because a lot of these other activities happen during the day. And so that sort of gave me the confidence to move to town and, and try it. Um, and obviously, it's it's worked out uh, wonderfully. And since we moved to town, other things like the safari, the clue room, you know, other attractions have come in and have had good, you know, great success as well. So I see Lake Geneva is just, uh, it's going to continue to grow as far as the tourism side of it, the uh, attractions and um, 
and I'm I'm at least happy that people have embraced me. You know, the locals have embraced what we do as well because I I believe we're you know everyone's working together here. It's not. <laughs> I know some locals don't want it to be a tourist town, but obviously it's too late for that. <laughs> we need the tourists, <laughs> right? We the, absolutely the need the tourists. Tourism and, and mostly makes love everything the work. <laughs> right. So your show is very interactive too. You you mm-hmm. call up some people from the audience or just talk to people in the audience. Do you have any strategy about who you're going to pick? Do, do yeah. you look at who looks the most enthusiastic? Or how yeah, I mean, de- depending how I want to use them, um, how how they're going to help me on stage. Sometimes I'll I'll pick adults or kids. You know, there's specific things that are definitely I'll I'll go for a kid versus an adult. Um, but yeah, it's typically I don't I try not to. Well, I shouldn't say I, I never force anyone to be on stage, but, you know, typically if your hand isn't up, I'm not going to call you on stage. Um, so I'm looking for someone who who's enthusiastically expressing they want to join me on stage. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of keep an eye out during the show. If I see someone who has a personality, is having fun, laughing, you know, is, is a little more... Um, interactive and involved in the show, then typically it's that type of person that will make a really good volunteer on, on stage. But there too, I never really know how that's going to go. And so it's always fun. Have you ever had something really unusual or funny Um, happen with a volunteer? Probably. I can't think of anything. (laughs) Yeah. Off the top of my head. I mean, there's been some great one-liners that volunteers have thrown at me, you know, so I'm always thinking on my feet. Parts of the show are scripted. You know, obviously the, I know what's going to happen in each show and, and what I'm saying in each show is scripted. But then when you get to the stuff with the volunteers, it's not scripted at all. Anything can happen. And so that is fun. Um, and sometimes it goes off in a direction I never expected. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes things do happen. Uh, I think you, yeah, the show you saw, I did the um, $100 bill and the lemon trick where I borrow a hundred dollar bill and not to give it away, but I'll give it away that, you know, at the end of the trick, the, the money appears in a lemon and we cut the lemon open. I'm still thinking about that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, one time I did that and I cut the lemon open and also, and also sliced my thumb open <laughs> in the process and there's blood everywhere. And, you know, did they think juice. it was part of the trick? I'm not sure. Probably, <laughs> you know, it made it that more, that much more realistic, but yeah, things have happened. The tricks are really incredible. I mean, you do some that maybe people have seen before with like the rope trick, which it was, and again, you're right in front of us and I'm staring at that rope in your hands and trying to figure yeah. it out. And I, I got nothing, but you know, <laughs> you've got a lot of kind of smaller tricks and then you've got some real big zingers. Yep. Um, you do saw poor Shannon in half. Yes. And again, that's right in front of me. I see her feet moving. <laughs> I see her head and yep. they're in different parts of the stage. Yep. It really is incredible. You're not going to share with me how you do that. Are you? No. No. Uh, so what, uh, with all the tricks, do you have some that are favorites to do? Uh, typically, whatever I'm working on that isn't in the show is my favorite because that's what I'm spending time on. However, certainly there's tricks that will stay in the show for longer periods of time. And then other tricks will rotate through quickly um, because we do try to put new stuff in every season just so this, there is new material for audience members. 
Um, but yeah, something like the sign in half, it's just such a classic trick. People expect it. If I didn't saw Shannon into two pieces, you know, if it, I didn't divide her into a few pieces in the show, people would want to see that, you know, that's part of a magic show experience. So that's why we keep that in the show. And it's a great trick. I mean, it sure is. <laughs> So what do you see as your future? You're, are you going to keep doing it the way you're doing it? Are you going to add more shows, change the act? What do you see, you know, yeah. one year, five year, 10 years from now? Yeah. So part of, um, I'm obviously I'm a magician, but I also see myself as an entrepreneur. Uh, and the joke we have here is it's not only the Tristan Christ magic theater, it's also the Tristan Christ ad company and, the Tristan Christ carpet cleaners and the Tristan Christ vacuuming service and the Tristan Christ concessions department and the Tristan Christ lawn mowing um, company. And <laughs> because the reality of running a business like this is, is we do it all. How many are on your staff? It's at this point, I mean, we, through the years, it's been different, but at this point it's Shannon and I are the two mainstays. We run everything. And then uh, we have four, I think other people who, will come in, you know, no one else is working seven days a week with us. Um, but it was nice in. when you come in, you, you sell concessions, right? Um, there's candy drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic yep. drinks. And, um, you know, an usher took my tickets and showed me to my seat. It's all just very comfortable and professional. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, we strive to just make it easy and professional. And then at the same time, you know, from the business standpoint, we keep it small and, in-house um and that's really what's allowed me to to do what i did and, and build this theater that we're sitting in now um in such a short amount of time you know everyone asks oh did you win the lottery or your parents give you some money and no everything everything i've done my entire life has been supported by performing and, and selling tickets to a magic show so uh shannon always tells me i love hearing your story because it's it really is the ultimate American dream, you know, success story. Absolutely. Um, which I, I'm just proud. I mean, it's it's just been a ton of work and hard work. And I wouldn't change a thing because at the end of the day, I love what I do. Tristan, thank you so much for joining us on the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. And I hope everyone listening has a chance to check out your live show right here in Lake Geneva. Well, I would like to think I could make some spectacular exit but as good as you are, Tristan, I just really don't think that just sitting here without your stage, without your props, and your awesome assistant, Shannon, that you could do a huge trick like making me disappear. Cause I feel all right, like the morning I am.